you for listening to the Tofu Good Podcast. My name is Kanae, and today we have special guest. Who do, who do we have here today?、Uh, my name is Cameron. I'm Harvey. Okay, so you guys are new, seems like.、Uh, can you guys introduce yourself? So I guess you guys are different positions、yeah. and stuff. so... Yeah, I came into, I guess you came in first, didn't you, Javi? Yeah. Why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> so I joined Tofugu. <laughs> <laughs> I joined Tofugu last July, and I'm the new front end developer at、mm. Tofugu. Yes, and then you are visiting Portland from、yeah. New York City. That's right. Berkeley, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York? Okay.、Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my name is Cameron, and I am a new. Researcher and writer for Tofugo. So I'm helping out with articles and、um, other content related things. Yes.、Thank、I've been、you. here since、mm-hmm. July. Yes. Yeah, it's been like three months, four months.、Mm-hmm. Mm, it's been fun working with you guys. And today it's going to be、uh, this episode is going to be the finale of the first person pronoun series. And then、uh, I, I'm still actually working on the title of the podcast episode. But we got some questions about when females use ore or boku as first person pronouns. So, this is not covered in the article on tofuku.com.、Um, but、uh, I don't know, since we got some questions, I guess we should answer it. <laughs> so, apparently, it's in video games and manga, anime, those like popular culture, it's not as uncommon or rare. As the li- real life to use male prom- pronouns like boku or ore. So, our audience was basically wondering what that would sound like to,、uh, I guess, native speakers and then what that means when female characters use those pronouns. So, I guess. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and read the question from Twitter if you、mm. want. Oh, yeah, yeah.、Um, it. So, it's a question from Waldrumpus. Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Looks and like. <laughs> <laughs> their question is. I've always been curious about non standard uses of pronouns. For example, the game Mother 3 has a girl, Kumatora, refer to herself as Ore. What kind of impression does this make on Japanese audiences?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the questions. Well, I actually didn't know about I kn- knew of Mother, the game. It's Nintendo game, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know、I'm、that one, Javi? Yeah, I just. Know that it's a cult classic, but unfortunately, I haven't played it myself.、Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I went ahead and looked up this Kumatora character, and one source said、um, she uses ore as first person pronoun. She is a woman of masculine firmness.、Uh, in Japanese, it said, Otokomasari, now, shoujo. And then apparently, her foster parent is a majipshi. I don't know what that means. Maybe like a type of gypsy、um, who is neither a man or a woman.、Mm. So it's like、mm. she was raised by someone who is like gender neutral. Is that what ionia is? I didn't know that, what that word means. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do too much research about Mother 3, but it、okay. um, sounds like. She was raised by a ne- gender neutral someone.、Mm-hmm. And then she has this, I don't know, the personality of like 
otokomasari literally meaning like winning men <laughs> or like stronger than men kind of. Mm. So that and there's also another question from Wanikani forum. Do you want to read that, Cameron? Oh, actually, it's, uh, sorry, I can do it. Uh, it was in Japanese originally. Um, what's the username? Oh, uh, the n- username is Janepan, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the question is, Game to manga de ore to you, Jose Gairukedo, Jisaiwa, do deska. In English, it means, I've seen some female characters who use ore in games and manga, but is that same in real life? So people are, I guess, wondering mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of like uh, impression that could make and stuff. So I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Any thoughts about that? About, about it being used in real life? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely have experienced it being used in real life. Mm-hmm. I've heard women use boku more so than ore. Okay. Um, mm. But yeah, I definitely think it's a real thing. Hmm. What about you, Javi? Do you think of any examples? Maybe like you play games, like I know you play Japanese games and you read. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I was actually curious. I don't think I've encountered it in um, fiction, but recently I was watching Terrace House <laughs> and uh, I don't remember her name, the, the mm-hmm. member who does parkour. Oh, I think I heard her go. use ore. Mm. Oh, and I was wondering, like, is there a difference uh, between when it's used in fiction versus mm. real, life, real life, like some a real person using it, mm-hmm. like if there's a special, like a meaning to. Right. Yeah. Maybe she was uh, uh, joking around or something, mm. and she used ore too. Yeah. But I think she's her personality is kind of like. Not like gory gory. Right. Because like she was one girl apart from th- the other two girls. Right. They're not fighting, but they're kind of like being <laughs> passive aggressive. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Because the girl was close to male mm. members and stuff like that. So in my, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, my mm. take on it is that gender is so much more um, of a spectrum than we like to think of it it's like mm. we're not just men and women there's so much more in between that mm. yeah that's true and japanese pronouns give us a way of actually like making that real mm. you know we can act it out with pronouns which is kind of cool yeah that's true uh so in my personal perspective i don't actually have or can't think of any female friends around me and who uses uh or boku but i know some like celebrities or lgbtq people do that um also, in like, I meant it like as a, at my age, like friends at my age, but uh, growing up, I saw some girls mm-hmm. using it, uh, um, I guess, kindergarten to early elementary school. Mm. And then I was actually recording um, different podcast episodes for, uh, I guess it was uh, using your own name as first person pronoun episode. And then I was talking to mommy, and then she said her daughter, Emma, who is like three years old, she uses boku mm-hmm. mm. to refer to your, uh, herself because uh, with the inference from, I guess she said, um, from like the 
kids shows. Mm-hmm. 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 Usually, like the uh, mascot or like Shimajiro is a tiger mascot from this. Uh, I think. Wait, what is it? Kodomo Challenge or something? And then, like, Anpanman, uh-huh. for example, like those kind of characters, they use Boku. So, and then she doesn't get to use Japanese too much. Emma doesn't get to right. use Japanese. She lives in Canada. Yeah, she lives in Canada. And then her mom, Mommy, is pretty much the only person <laughs> who, get, right. who she gets to talk. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, because of the. TV shows and stuff like that. Um, I guess kids, girls, some of the girls use it more often. I yeah. Think.、Mm. I think even I, I heard girls using Boku even as old as middle school.、Mm-hmm. But I think in that case, it's almost more of like a rebelliousness thing, like、yeah. rebelling from gender norms, kind、mm-hmm. of. Yeah, yeah. But with kids, that, yeah, it's probably just they don't understand the nuance. Yeah. But maybe Boku is becoming less masculine. Maybe.、Hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that、okay. later.、Um, so, actually, Oredo was widely used by both male and female speakers until the late Edo era. Really?、Mm. That's interesting. That's interesting, right? But it's pretty rare. I think, I think it's pretty rare in the modern or current Japanese society. Though, in Tohoku area or like some, in some regions, many Uh, mainly older females, though, still use ore as kind of a dialect. dialect. Okay. Like my grand aunties are from Miyagi and then they use ore.、Mm. So it's really interesting. And there are some like exceptions, but.、Um, so when it's used in a dialect kind of way,、mm-hmm. does it still have any of that masculine vibe to it or is it、well, pretty maybe, neutral? Maybe, but it feels really like rural,、mm-hmm. <laughs> like countryside. I guess、uh, until Edo era, actually, people in Edo, which is now Tokyo,、mm-hmm. uh, used it, like even females. So somehow it changed and then switched to regional things. Yeah.、Mm. But I don't know, maybe it's some masculineness. De- definitely not feminine ness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. So, well, let's talk about like usages and sub. Can we say like subculture? Like those anime,、uh, manga, video games kind of things? Yeah, kind of like pop culture, right? Yeah, pop, cu- yeah, pop culture is a better word. Thank you. So, definitely, I, I was doing the research and then I found these words Oreko and Bokuko.、Mm-hmm. It's apparently a thing. So, those mean like Oreko means female characters. Who use ore as first person pronoun. And then bokuko is female characters who use boku as first person pronoun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and what kind of impressions these pronouns can give to the audience is so for bokuko,、uh, it could represent pre puberty or gender neutralness. Okay, or innocence.、Mm. Is that kind of similar to like、mm. the Doraemon example? Like, I guess he's a boy,、mm. but、oh. it's kind of, who knows, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Or, yeah, gender neutralness.、Mm. Boku, Boku is, you know, like definitely less masculine 
or less manly than Ore. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's that. Um, so maybe it's more like gender neutral thing than female male kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Or boku, I guess like boys use that, used to use that. Many boys like age probably like two, maybe. I don't know. Growing up, I think many of the male friends of mine, they were told to use boku uh-huh. mm, mm. until elementary school or something. Kids these days definitely use oredo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do like fifth graders. I can yeah, imagine. yeah, yeah. Or even like three years old or something really? these days. Yeah, it's adorable, I guess. Like I don't know, they're trying to be kind of manly and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so gender neutrons, neutralness, and then also it represents uh, innocence, purity, 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 purity. purity. Yeah, and childishness and. Im- Immaturity. Hmm? Immaturity? You got no. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And uh, compared to that, Oreko, uh, it kind of shows kigatsuyoi, like aggressiveness or strength or masculineness. Because more obviously manly than boku. And yeah, this like masculineness. I guess it goes to Boku as well, but this masculineness e- effectively emphasizes occasional femininity that characters show time to time. Mm. Also, Oreko is kind of associated with uh, Furyo, which means like bad boys, or like Anego, Hada kind of characters, which is kind of bossy kind of uh, vibe. Uh, from the 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I guess people use boku and ore, especially in media, when people do that. It's used as a character building mm. Mm, method, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I also did a little research about the origin of bokuko and oreko in those like Japanese sub, uh, pop culture. <laughs> so I found that uh, uh, definitely there is some influence from Takarazuka Kagekidan, uh, Takarazuka Review, a Japanese theater troupe run by only female actresses. Uh, and they started as a performing group at a bathhouse but in the 1930s, their main audience and then also other similar female trips switched from male adults to young females. And then uh, when that happens, male speech, including Kimi or Boku, got popular between those female fans. So that happened 1930s. Mm. You guys know Takarazuka? Yeah. Takarazuka is like almost a play on, because I think tr- in traditional Japanese theater only, and same in the West, only men could perform like mm. a long, long, long time ago. I mm. see. And so they would perform the female parts. And then from what I understand about Takarazuka, it's like in response to that, 
they were like, okay, Japanese theater is becoming less popular. Let's twist it mm. and have only women perform. Oh. And so they perform the male parts as well as the female parts. Yeah, yeah. So like there is, uh, they're all female actresses, but some of them play, you know, the male characters and stuff like that. And they're really handsome and <laughs> awesome. And then one of the Japanese manga leg legends, uh, Osamu Tezuka, who is the creator of Astro Boy. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he is from... He's from the Takarazuka city where the Takarazuka review is based on. And then actually I didn't know about this much like until I did research, but he's been immensely influenced by the culture of the Takarazuka review. And then also his first love was one of the actresses. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or he's like next door neighbor was like uh, actresses okay. for Takarazuka or something like that. And then I can see the influence in his art. I mean, like in his work too, I think. If you guys take a look, I think you will know. But uh, in Tezuka's manga, he used boku for female characters uh, with boyish, like shonen-ish behaviors. Mm -hmm. So for example, Ribbon no Kishi, uh, it's a, a manga from 1953 is one of the very first shoujo manga, manga for a female audience with a storyline. And the main character, Sapaya, was born as a princess with the heart of men and women. Since only men can be a king in this country, she was raised as a prince. So Sapaya uses boku as her first-person pronoun. Okay, yeah, so playing with gender. Yeah, playing mm. with gender. I think maybe he's the pioneer of like this character building uh, kind of method. And then there is another example of Tezuka's work where he used uh, male pronouns for female characters. And then that's Tezuka's Barubora from 1973. And it's actually becoming a real life movie this year, directed by Tezuka's own son. Um, and the main character Barubora uses Ole, as the as for first person pronoun, and then Barbara is portrayed kind of like um as a sloppy, lazy, alcoholic, <laughs> homeless girl. So yeah. So it's almost like it's not a lack of, it's not like it's over overly masculine, but like a lack of femininity could also be why someone might use ore. Maybe yeah, maybe that too. Yeah. And later I. Well, I kind of have to spoil it, but <laughs> <laughs> so later, uh, Barbara meets this, you know, uh, main character of the manga, and then he's a writer, and then he he brings Barbara to his home, uh, just like you know, picking up a stray cat. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they started living, but they he didn't see Barbara as a woman first. Mm. But he, she she becomes a little bit heroic and she starts like showing mm. her feminine feminine <laughs> yeah showing her say. yeah her feminine side <laughs> yeah her feminine side I guess and so I think it um made a good contrast does she or, start does mm. she change her pronoun use when she starts showing her femininity actually I didn't pay attention <laughs> oh that'd be interesting to see yeah I read the manga though <laughs> just to do the research <laughs> but. 
But I, I guess I got deep into <laughs> the content <laughs> and didn't really pay attention. But yeah, that's interesting, I think. So I think Tezuka, those like, you know, pop culture definitely made an influence on pop culture these days. Mm-hmm. Mm. So these days, I guess especially in games or stories that have many uh, female characters, they use a different pronoun for each character, and then that makes it easy to kind of distinguish who says what. Mm. Mm. One of the examples is uh, Kemono Frenzu. It's, it's a series where a group of animals who are personified as a cute human girls. Okay. Mm. So, like, there is like an American beaver <laughs> character, <laughs> and then she uses like Orechi or something. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Have you guys played games like that with like bunch? <laughs> have you, have you, like, mm. you can say no. No. Because, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I'll start paying attention from now. Yeah. See yeah. yeah, they start uh, using that to characterize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be. There's games like that or like anime like that these days a lot of them like cute girls and so uh, so is this character the beaver (laughs) is she like overly masculine or is it just to separate her speech from other characters uh i think she was kind of masculine i don't know why american beaver (laughs) american beaver sounds like it should be kind of masculine oh you think so (laughs) okay okay that fits it then um also like your personality uh, using two different pronouns is one of the uh, purposes, I guess, uh, for using ore or boku effectively for female characters. I think we kind of talked, uh, me and Javi were talking about your name. Oh, the yeah. Name, yeah. Uh, the movie. Uh, and do you know about this movie? No. What's what's the movie called? Um, Kimi no Nawa. And then Kimi it's no called Nawa. Your Name. Okay. Uh, that came out like a couple of years ago. Mm. I haven't seen that. Okay. So like basically this like high schoolers, female and male, they get switched. Like their body switches. Oh. <laughs> and then the girl? Yeah. So I was talking about um, there would be parts where they switch bodies, but they have to carry out their normal responsibilities as if they hadn't switched bodies right so this girl would pretend to be the boy and there was a scene there where she's hanging out he she as him so it's him and her body right other way around oh her and his body right hanging out with other guy friends and then she wasn't sure what pronoun to use so first she starts with watashi uh-huh. and then and then they <laughs> get a puzzled look and then she says Boku, and then <laughs> they're still puzzled, and then she finally says ore, and then they're satisfied. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, she's in his body, right? Right. Okay. Mm, so like the so other friends like are like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. and then friends, his friends, uh, the guy's friends is like, what? Why are you using watashi or boku? And then yeah. finally, okay, ore sounds normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I guess it's not really dual personality, but uh, definitely uh, in Japanese pop culture, it's a method. It's one of the methods you can, uh, I don't know, create those situations or describe those situations. And for real life usages, I did a little bit of research. And 
there is seems like more females are using ore or boku in real life these days. Uh, I only saw like my kindergarten friends or you know elementary school friends using it, but uh, there is a Japanese psychologist ex uh, who explains the reason for this tendency as many of the cases are from imitating their male friends or fictional characters, but some are from being envious of men or the desire of not wanting to grow like a typical female figure. So I think it relates to, to like what you said earlier, Cameron. Like they don't want to be like stereotypical uh, woman. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if it's envy of men or if it's more like mm. not wanting to have to fulfill a kind of like subordinate role as a woman. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the sense I got from the girls that I knew, mm -hmm. the middle school age girls who use Boku. They were kind of like, I don't want to have to be like cute. I don't want to have to do I see, I see. girly kind of things. Maybe there's that too. Like envious. I think I translated this uh, original quote. So... I think it was like urayamashi or senbo or something. Yeah, urayamashi say, sounds mm. like, you know, envy. Yeah, oh, or akogare, sorry. Dansei no akogare. Okay, mm. so wanting to kind of Be, emulate uh, them. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. But there is definitely that though, like not wanting to feel it, feel, feeling those like, it's not like expectations. I guess it's kind of expectations. Yeah, kind right? of breaking expectations purposefully. Right, right, right. Uh, there's definitely that too, I think. And there's also research from 2009 to 2010. 1.2% of Japanese junior high school students use, use boku. 3.8% uses ore. Female students who use male first person pronouns, including jibun, is 5%. So definitely not like super low like this is kind of rare but there's definitely like one like five percent of like junior high school students which is who are not like that child anymore mm -hmm. i think they're aware of what they're doing yeah they're aware totally i think so i found that really interesting i think 2009 is like when i was in high school or maybe college <laughs> god i feel so old <laughs> yeah uh, so i bet the numbers are different now this is maybe 10 years ago yeah right but even on my in my generation i guess some of the girls used it um i wonder how they got this data yeah they did uh what is it Anketo questionnaire okay questionnaire mm -hmm, for like um junior high school schools Okay. Maybe some of them were hiding that too. Or unaware. Because mm. later when we talk about the LGBTQ use, mm -hmm. I read some research about that. And people often reported things that were different from what the researcher noticed by actually observing how uh, they talk. So people aren't really aware of how they speak. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's time. true. Yeah. So that's yeah interesting. So I don't know. Personally... If someone asked what I do think of females who use boku or ore in real life, I would say I would probably find it a little bit nervy, nerdy. 
unless they're LGBTQ people because of the, you know, like those games or, mm. you know, mm. animes. I might find it like, oh, okay, you're watching too <laughs> much, <laughs> too many animes and I'm playing too much time uh, spending on the um, games, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's the, I don't know, impressions I would get, I guess. But so kind of nerdy or gay? Yeah, nerdy or gay. <laughs> <laughs> or, but for gay, like I can tell maybe, like, you know, even if they're lesbian, we, we're going to talk about it uh, in a minute too, but, you know, boyish female mm-hmm. figures, I can see their intention of like using ore or boku, right. uh, wanting to sound more manly or stuff like that. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but uh, there is some like celebrities and influencers who use boku, boku, I guess, mm-hmm. in public. And then I didn't know this person until I did a research about it. But there's this girl named Fuka Haruna. Um, it's really confusing, but I think Fuka is her first name. And then she is an actress slash voice actress slash blogger slash Twitterer, like Twitter influencer, mm-hmm. uh, who was born in 2001 and started using a phone a at the age of three, and I started Twitter at the age of nine. So wow. she's like really like digital age. Uh, I don't know. I can't believe it. <laughs> but she's kind of like that. And then she uses uh, boku pronoun. And then for her usage of boku pronoun, she says, older women use watashi as first person pronoun. It sounds a bit stiff and doesn't quite suit me. I am jealous of men because they can use ore, boku, and watashi depending on the occasion. How come don't women have a regular first-person pronoun? We just want a pronoun that we can use to talk to others as equals, not being too formal or flattering someone. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that might be, yeah, something related to something you said, uh, Cameron said earlier. And then later, with the influence of the main character, uh, Yutena from an anime series, Shoujo Kakume Utena. I didn't know about this uh, series, but uh, Fuka Haruna started using Boku as her first person pronoun. And right now, her default pr- pronoun is Boku, but for formal situations where men would also use Watashi, she would use Watashi as well. Mm. So there is like kind this kind of perspective too. Yeah, I think. it's kind of cool to have celebrities like openly talking about that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And claiming boku f- for women too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's true. And also, I noticed that she's a little bit nerdy too, though. Like voice actress, and then she, uh the the reason she actually started is from the anime series Revolutionary Girl Utena or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a little bit of nerdiness mixed in. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also I can see it's not fair. You know, men have those cool pronouns, uh, options, and then women don't really have yeah. mm, one. I wonder if Uchi, though, is kind of yeah. sort of like that for them. 
That's true. Uchi. Hmm. I know you've talked about that in another podcast, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uchi. That's true. Uchi is kind of. Atashi, um, watashi, uchi. Yeah. But I kind of like the, uh, the way she said. We just want a pronoun that we can use to talk to others as equals. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not being too formal or flattering someone. And uchi probably makes one sound even more feminine, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, men don't use that. But uchi sounds m- a little more, mm, I don't know, for gender. Actually, I think men in Kansai area. Use uchi? <laughs> That's the thing. It's so regional that, like, mm-hmm. what is what is you can't really make any overall claims. Yeah, that's true. But uchi won't fit like formal situations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I kind of see her point. As yeah, well. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's another person uh, who I actually recognized. Uh, she is Moga, Moga Mogami from Denpagumi Inc. Uh, so she's a former member of an idol group, idol group. Denpagumi Inc., where all the members are a pure otaku. <laughs> <laughs> and Moga herself is a heavy online game player. And she's o- also openly bisexual. And her usage of a vocal pronoun is from her experience playing online games. In the online game community, if you play as a woman, many times other players wouldn't include you to their party because they would label you as a weak player. There are also male users who would start flirting with you. So she chose a male character and started using Boku in online games. Interesting. Mm. She, since she spent most of her young days playing games, the pronoun Boku settled, settled in as her default pronoun, even outside of games. So I, I, I think I recognize her from some like TV drama shows, mm-hmm. but I actually never saw her um, using the pronoun. So I looked up and then saw her uh, interview clips on YouTube. She definitely <laughs> used Boku, <laughs> but I don't know. She has kind of gender neutral vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like she says, like she's bisexual too but um i don't know maybe like i thought this was kind of interesting because i don't know i don't know what it is like actually because i never played uh, online games but have you (laughs) i think it's i think it's interesting because Mm. i hadn't um thought about the situation where Mm. text is the first way you're getting to know a person yeah like because online like there's right anonymity and like the pronoun unlike in english like says so much about the person already mm-hmm. without seeing anything else so i think that was an interesting example mm-hmm. i don't know this like sexism happening <laughs> online game community i can kind of say that though. i could i yeah. can imagine it would happen for mm-hmm. sure yeah, mm. yeah yeah though i don't know i kind of enjoy those like I, I don't know whether a female or a male, we don't really know kind yeah. of things. Because uh-huh. like on one iconic community, I get to talk to many users. I never know like whether they are, you know, female or male. Mm. Yeah. It's really 
I don't know. But it's almost like she, it wasn't like they didn't know what her gender was. She was masquerading as male in order yeah. to avoid like whatever she didn't want to experience as a female player. Right. Which is pretty interesting. Mm. I think you can, if I were to do it, I, if I did it, I think I can fake it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can like be a man. That'd be fun. Maybe you I should try it. Maybe I should try it. Like I maybe I should start my new account on one in Kanye for a minute. Would you use Boku or Ore? Uh well I would um use depending on the context, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I will do that. Speaking of the celebrities using like uh Boku or Ore for female singers though in lyrics. It's kind of common to use boku in songs of, mm. uh, in songs, like, really common, I think. Because, <laughs> like, AKB48, uh, some of the songs, they use boku and then perfume. Or, like, Ayumi Hamasaki, who I talked about in the other uh, first-person pronoun episode about using your own name. Because uh, she used to use, call herself Ayu. But she writes songs where she is, she or I don't know, the main person of the song is Boku. Uh-huh. Mm. And then also Ringo Shina and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I've heard some Ringo Shina mm-hmm. songs, which is Boku. Yeah, Boku. So that's kind of interesting. I think that's, I don't know, Boku has such a poetic, ritual kind of vibe to it too. Like those pureness, pure, purity or... Uh, gender gender neutralness mm-hmm. 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 Mm. so or like when you don't necessarily want to give the impression that the singer is the p- same person as the first person of the lyrics you can use that as a met- method mm. or solution for that mm. for example mm-hmm. so let's move on to LGBTQ topic I mean, yeah, we've already been talking about it a bit. Yeah, l- a little bit, but I think I had a feeling this episode is going to be <laughs> half of half of a, you know, yeah, it's such a big, you know, concept. Yeah, I think that when people say things like women use watashi, men use boku, mm-hmm. it kind of erases the experience of LGBTQ people. Mm, that's true. Because they definitely, you know, there is variation that... Um, maybe people aren't taught about in like a Japanese language class. Mm. So it's, it's just an important thing to consider. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you did a little research about, you know, gender yeah. and per, uh, first person pronouns, Cameron. And then you found out a, a lot of like interesting facts. Yeah, there's this, especially this one researcher. Um, mm. I think it's Hiroko Abe. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yeah, she did a lot of really interesting research in Shinjuku where she went to um, lesbian bars. Mm, Nichome, right? In Nichome, mm. yeah. Um, and it's pretty interesting because like a lot of a lot of gay bars in Japan are limited in terms of like mm. only men can go into some and only women can go into others. Oh. Yeah, and there's very like there's way less bars for women than there are for men. Mm-hmm. Um which is sad. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so she spent I think like six months or something, like frequently going to these bars and um, 
she didn't tape record, but she like listened, mm. took notes, and then also had discussions with people about saying like, why did why do you choose to use this pronoun? Mm. Why do you choose to use that pronoun? Um, and people had like different answers, mm-hmm. but um, one thing that she found was that a lot of like more femme lesbians presenting as female mm-hmm. used watashi, but some like they would use watashi especially in their um, like day to day life. But then would use boku in the bars. Mm-hmm. And then um, also like women who present, I guess, more as male, like transgender women. Mm-hmm. So female to male mm-hmm. would use actually jibun, um, which is interesting. So it, there's a lot of variation. And then people would say, oh, I always use boku or I always use ore. But then she would find like if they were in a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. And maybe a woman who says she uses boku gets angry. Mm. She might suddenly switch to ore. Mm. So it's like there's always it, variation. Yeah, it's unconscious too. Yeah. You know, so like we haven't talked about jibun too much yet. So jibun is a gender neutral reflexive pronoun. Mm-hmm. So that's you. Uh, that's usually means like, like myself. oneself, myself. Like jibun de ryoryosuru is like I cook by myself not necessarily be like a first person pronoun but it could be used as a first person pronoun and then when it's used as first person pronoun it's kind of masculine mm-hmm. mm. Mm. but not necessarily like you know all the other like boku and ore people associate with you know male usages uh-huh. but jibun maybe it's more gender neutral i think because I actually noticed I, by myself, <laughs> used the jibun mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was working at a startup in Tokyo where everyone besides me was male. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. One of the women that Abe um, interviewed said that she tends to use watashi in her day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. But if she's in an argument with her boss or is trying to like make a point or something mm-hmm. she might switch to boku to just feel like what she's saying is more assertive mm. i see i see yeah i think jibun fed me or i didn't want to be i don't know looked down onto mm. maybe like do, by those like male co-workers yeah maybe uh, i don't know it's so co- unconscious i don't really know <laughs> like what i'm doing but like right. I, I remember by myself like saying like jibun wa or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, I guess, yeah, I guess I didn't want to be seen as a woman <laughs> at the time. Um, so or you just wanted them to treat you equally. And unfortunately, women mm. sometimes get yeah. like treated subordinately. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like my boss was definitely sexist. <laughs> 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 There's definitely that. Uh, I have a transsexual friend, female to male, uh, and then he or they use jibun as a first person pronoun. Mm. They used to use probably watashi growing up together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think they did a hormone injection, and then I, hopefully they've done surgery. I don't know. I don't talk to them anymore, but. Uh, they're like men, <laughs> really handsome men now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think 
they use 自分 as first person pronoun.、Uh, I actually Instagram stalked them. <laughs> what's what's they have been up to these days? And yeah, definitely 自分 Yeah, one one thing I read too was that、um, some transgender men.、Hmm. Uh, prefer jibun over ore because、mm. ore sounds like one of the one of the one of the men transgender men who was、um, interviewed said I don't want to be associated with men I just want to be myself、mm. um, so it really comes down to like and and that's why they use jibun so I see I think that it just really comes down to like your individual identity that you want to express.、Mm. That's true. Yeah, Jibun is a good option. I didn't re- even realize that, like, until you found those like interesting facts. But yeah, for in LGBTQ、uh, community, I think Jibun comes a little more useful. Yeah. <laughs> pronoun, I think. Um. So I was wondering, like, what those like LGBTQ people think of like Japanese first pronouns,、mm-hmm. uh, first person pronouns in general. And then、uh, I was like、uh, reading. Like LGBTQ people's blogs,、uh-huh. uh, and then found some stuff. So there is this transsexual bloggers.、Um, they wrote about how they f- have felt about first-person pronouns through changes or processes, like a realization of their true gender identity or hormone injection, transsexual、uh, surgery.、Mm-hmm. And then they used to have a bias that only men can use first-person pronouns like boku or ore. So, with their consciousness of not being a man yet, they didn't use boku until they had a transsexual surgery and become a man on paper. Mm-hmm. Mm. Until then, they were using jibun, but finally, after the surgery, they started feeling like. You know, oh, now it's okay to use boku,、mm. for、yeah. example. Yeah. So there's like I don't know. I guess internal conflict. For sure.、Mm, right. For sure. And there is also a non-binary bloggers case. So they grew up being corrected by adults for their use of male pronouns, which is kind of sad. Or I don't know.、Uh, whenever they ask. Adults, why can I can I use ore or boku? It's not really an answer, but adults would say that's how it's supposed to be. You can use watashi, and even men use watashi too. <laughs> yeah, it's not really an answer. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's it's yeah again, it's just like what you said about that celebrity who said we just want a pronoun that's. Can be used in an informal context and makes me an equal. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So they feel like awkwardness from other people's reactions when they use male pronouns. They want to make it socially okay to use whatever pronoun they want to use, regardless of gender. And there's no real, real rule, but it's still like people. It still like needs courage of doing that. I think. Yeah.、Uh, I don't know. Like going against. Those all the social expect expectations, and they explain the ideal situation to be that people are able to use their preferred pronoun without worrying about social expectations. So I don't know. I never realized. I don't know those like struggle. I think. Yeah.、Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
from my experience um, as a gay man in Japan, um, I I feel like I struggled a little bit with like when I worked. I had a I worked in an office where it was all men, mm. and they all used ore a lot, and mm. I never felt comfortable using ore, mm. which I think is a little alienating when you can't join in the group. Right. Um, well, you feel like did you feel pressure to use no, ore? No. No, I just mm. felt like I was marking myself as mm. different by not yeah. using it. Mm-hmm. Um. But in my case, I think it's easier to like, oh, I don't want to use that masculine of a pronoun, so I'm going to stay with boku or watashi. Mm. I think I usually used boku. But I think for a transgender man, mm-hmm. it's harder because like they're being expected to say watashi yeah. and go up the scale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's, yeah. that'd be really difficult. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think if I mentioned that in uh, one of the earlier episodes. But you know, like Japanese, in in Japanese, we um, first person pronouns are gender sensitive, mm-hmm. but not third person pronouns, which is being kind of like uh, controversial or like argumenti- uh I don't know, like people talk about you know those like gender neutral pronouns in English. In English, yeah. Right. So I thought it'd be nice to have, you know, this option to make a decision for yourself. Right. But but at the same time, those like with those like social expectations, it might be hard. <laughs> What's interesting though, comparing Japanese and English, I think, mm. is that with the English pronouns, it's third person pronouns. So you have to rely on other people mm. to honor your choice. Right. Mm. But in Japanese, you get to make the choice because it's first mm-hmm. person pronouns. Yeah. That's so it's pretty. It's kind of turned on its head <laughs> for Japanese. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting because I don't know. I'm not used to like those like gender neutral pronouns yet, like in mm-hmm. English. Um, and uh, I sometimes wish, man, like it, I wish like this is not like to start. This was not like gender sensitive at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like mm, kind of like something like that. But then. Thinking about LGBTQ people, mm-hmm. there is some struggles there too. Yeah, maybe um, as their experiences become more widely recognized, mm-hmm. maybe boku will kind of start to transform into just like a gender neutral pronoun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or jibun. Or, yeah, maybe. So, I guess as a conclusion though, I probably was a little bit more biased <laughs> about females like who use boku uh, or ore. As first-person pronoun before I've done those researches, mm. but now I feel like maybe Japanese pronoun it needs mo- a little bit more freedom, you know? Yeah. Mm. You know, it's all about like how you wanna present yourself and then uh, uh, whatever that suits you and that feels right to you. So, I have a question. Like hmm. we were talking about the decisions. Like, how does it? How do gendered pronouns um, translate? when it's a plural situation so like oretachi or bokutachi mm-hmm. like like oh, i guess yeah. in this situation oh, mm-hmm. and like the, the the more traditional sense like mm-hmm. traditionally would you just say that if we're like for example in the office situation you were saying cameron mm-hmm. like all of the men there like they would use oretachi if they're all together and so and to refer to all of us yeah yeah i don't that's a really good question that I hmm. don't know the answer to. Mm. I feel like, I don't know, whatever the person who's going to talk, mm. that their pronoun plus those suffix 
la or tachi. Mm, like for Cameron's case, if you were using boku, boku tachi is fine. Mm, it's mm. fine, I think. Yeah, but that's interesting. I though. have a question though. So, mm. what if it's like one guy,、mm-hmm. a man who tends to use ore all the time,、mm-hmm. and he's in a group where he's the only guy, and the rest of the people there are、right. women、mm-hmm. who generally use watashi?、Mm-hmm. Would he then say ore da or ore tachi, or would he make a different choice because he's outnumbered? Wait, so, okay, so there's only one man who uses. One use masculine guy, guy right? Guy, and then. Ore,、mm-hmm. And women who are more fem- effeminate and use watashi. Right. I think ore tachi. He would use ore tachi.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watashi tachi. Yeah, he wouldn't be using ta-、uh, watashi tachi, for example. Okay, so the other people in the group don't really influence your choice.、Mm-hmm. It's still you. Yeah, I think it's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> or could he use uchira, or would that make him sound really feminine?、Mm-hmm. Uchira. Actually, uchi.、Mm, you know, like when you say uchira, it feels like uchi originally means like in. Inter- not internal, but like inside. Know, inside, right? So, like, it creates kind of the unity, like、mm-hmm. the feeling of unity. So, it might work. <laughs> okay.、Mm. I, I feel like my, some of my male friends、uh, whose default pronoun is ore,、mm-hmm. for example,、right. they might use it. You know,、okay. uchira.、Mm. But they probably use it in the plural, right? They wouldn't use uchi. Uchi, sometimes they might, but it sounds a little weird. <laughs> 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 Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So there's that.、Mm. So I guess be you <laughs> is our message. So you're Ronikani level 60, Javi? Yes. Yes. After three years. Three years, yes.、Yeah. So Ronikani is our product, and it is a kanji learning platform. We teach 2000 kanji within a little over a year if you're. Past, but well, three years and then learning 2000 kanji is not bad at all, I think. So, what is I don't know, as a I guess not too many people accomplish the、mm. goal like 60. You know, it's like you learned 2000 kanji plus 6000 over 6000 vocabulary、mm. item. Are you proud? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely interesting, like,、mm. um. I think for me, what I enjoyed about、uh, using Wanikani is that I didn't have to think as much about the how and、mm. just like stick to the plan, like、mm. trust the Crabigator. Trust the Crabigator, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Is there any advice or.、Mm. Mm. I, think, I think people get discouraged when they. Fall behind,、mm. but I think the secret for me, and I guess also why it took three years, <laughs> is to don't is to not give up and work back from your review pile. Like,、mm. just focus, like, break it down.、Mm-hmm. Like, even if you have、um, 600, say, for some reason, like, you missed a couple of days and、okay. you come back and you see 600,、mm. like, try not to get. Overwhelmed、mm. and break it down into smaller goals for yourself、okay. and say, like, well, I'm gonna start again, but I don't think I can go back at full speed. But let me at least do 50 for today、mm. and just keep doing that. And eventually, you're gonna be back to your normal level. And like, just know that 
through your Wanikani journey, mm-hmm. there's going to be moments like that that are yeah, lows, yeah, yeah. but don't give up. And like eventually all of that's going to add up to um, getting to level 60. And then mm. I'm still working on yeah, burning, burning everything. Right. But applying that approach. Mm. Yeah, I feel like people get burned out easily mm. Mm. when they see like a pile, review pile of like thousand <laughs> reviews or something. Have you experienced it? Yeah, so I am a new. I'm new to Wanikani. Mm-hmm. I'm level two, and um, there's yeah. not too ma- too many reviews yet, right? No, but I had like sixty reviews or something, which mm-hmm. to me was a lot. Um, but yeah, I kind of took the same approach. I just was like, okay, I'm just gonna do a few right. until I feel like stopping, and then I'll come back to it later. Right. You just have to take the long view. Mm. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's a good, really good advice. Um. If you have have to name it, what is one thing uh, Wanikani, do you like about Wanikani? I think it's really the system. Like I wish um, other aspects of mm. Japanese mm. study that I do could have um, automatically remind me mm. like the SRS system because I just need to log in and then look at what's mm. on my plate like in my queue and right, work right. through that and and trust that later on and i did see it like as i went through the levels i'm picking up things that i start recognizing more kanji or Mm. like remembering remembering more vocabulary so just that the whole system is done for me like i don't have to think of an approach i just need to Mm. log in and do the right basically takes care of all that yeah besides i mean like you're the one who has to (laughs) do the learning part right otherwise yeah, for self-runners even. Yeah. Yeah. Wanikani takes care of that. Um, yeah, that's that's Wanikani. Uh, if you haven't tried it yet, um, it's wanikani.com. The first three levels are free, so please try it out. Um, and if you like our podcast, please leave us a review. There is one comment from pretty recently. Um, do you want to read that? For me, sure. On. Is the is TV. the name? Yeah, TV and Lust mm-hmm. is the reviewer. It yes. looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, here's the review. They said mostly writing this review to massage the egos of the hosts. Thank you for that. <laughs> but also because it's a good show. Tofugu podcast is a great compliment to Wanikani with deeper discussion on a variety of aspects, including seemingly mundane elements of the Japanese language. The recent, at the time of this review. First-person pronoun series was great at filling in the usages and history of words that are just sometimes absorbed through osmosis and not given much thought. So please come, please keep up the good work and don't be sad about podcast reviews. <laughs> do we get bad ones? We do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the ones Michael and Clyde are on. Oh, ouch. Mm. Yeah, they golf, you know. Topics. But she's after the 3.5 stars, right? Yeah, so but <laughs> I'm up for five stars. Yeah, Kanai, you're a, you're a five-star host. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you for writing the review TV. And last, um, yeah, it's going to be... So this was the finale of the first person pronoun series. But there's going to be more episodes coming up. Uh, it's going to be more language-related. Uh, I think the next one's going to be about that dane. in Japanese. Yeah, dane. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I don't know, it's such a basic word, but also has 
so much depth or peop- there is like misconceptions about it. And then we're going to prove it wrong. <laughs> 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 I think. Yeah. So I guess we're going to wrap it up. Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. Let's say bye to the audience. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.